Hello there, and thanks for joining me on the podcast today. Our general health, our health, that's my topic. You know, we're living in a day when health has taken center stage. If you have good health, if you enjoy good health, if you benefit from a positive health history and a current health status, you be very grateful. You be thankful. You be thankful for God to creating your body to be a healthy body. But also thank yourself and thank those around you and your family for living a healthy life. And thankful to all the education you've had that leads you down the path of how to live a healthy life. Well, that's what we're on today. We're going to take a look at some of these issues related to health. Now, I was reading the other day that if you have two health problems, two and you're in the middle ages now, you're in the 40s and the 50s of age, and you have two health problems. It might be diabetes, it might be heart disease, it might be Parkinson's, whatever it might be. If you have two of those in your mid-ages, you have a five-time chance to develop Alzheimer's, dementia. So health is an important issue. Now, we know that not only dementia and Alzheimer's results from an unhealthy body in the middle ages, in the middle years. But we also know that heart attacks and things like that also originate in the middle years of life and are the basis of death at a disproportional rate. I'm going to go over that a little bit with you after a while and take a look at the death rates on some of these things. But um, first of all, let me just say this. It's important that you win over fear. You must win over fear. Fear is not a good emotion, not a good way of thinking. It's not a good cognitive way of thinking for the benefit of your health and the benefit of your longevity and benefit of your positive health history as you move forward into life. You've got to win over fear. You must do something. You must get into therapy. You must get into a counseling program. You must get into a social group. You must get into a religious body of people who promote non-fearful living, healthy living. You've got to learn how to win over fear. First of all, you got to know this, that fear never operates in isolation. It's always tied to something, not just that generalized fear. You're always fearful of something. You know, you're not only fearful of the dark, but you're afraid of what's going to happen in the dark. You're not only afraid of the future, but you're, going to, you're afraid of what's going to happen in the future. And you have this kind of idea of what's going to happen. So fear never operates just as a fear, like an isolation. It is always tied to something that you believe, that you think. Now, most of the time, your beliefs are false. Most of the time. It might be true that some of these things might happen or it's likely to happen. But most of the time, the thing that you think is going to happen and that promotes and drives your fear isn't going to happen at all. So we call it a false fear. But nonetheless, it's a fear. Fear promotes and feeds uncertainty. You know, it's that future we're not quite sure of. And when you think of your future and you're not quite sure of it, you get a little apprehensive, a little anxiety. That's fear. Let tomorrow take care of itself. You take care of today. And then tomorrow will be today. And then you take care of that day. Don't get yourself bought into this whole idea that the future events you're going to control somehow, or you're going to manipulate somehow, or you're going to create, or you're going to prevent from happening. Future fear is uncertain. Live with the uncertainty, but focus on your day-to-day, your here and now. Fear is related to a kind of an alarm system for us. When we experience anxiety, we experience fear. That's telling us something. That's telling us that there's something about to happen. There's something that could happen. 
Examine it. If it's true, if it's likely, do something about it. Control it. Minimize it. If it's false, dispel it. Indicate that it's false. Let it go by the way. You don't need to deal with false fear. But you got to see fear as kind of an ally. You know, it kind of tells you that there is potential danger, but then you have to assess whether that potential danger is really worth being fearful of or spending time dealing with or avoiding or somehow trying to control. So look at fear in the sense of, is it realistic? Is it really realistic? That's why it's kind of an ally, you know, for us. Don't let fear control you. You control fear. And then just remember this, that fear can ruin you. Fear can ruin you. It can ruin your health. It can ruin the way you think. It can, re, it, can re, it can ruin relationships. It can ruin how you live your life from day to day. You don't need fear, you know, to live with because fear is going to create health problems in and of itself. If you live with anxiety, you live with fear, you're going to create health problems. And then you got to deal with the health problems in your life, which probably creates more fear. So we have this kind of vicious cycle. So you have to win over fear. That's number one. But you also have to win over hostility, your hostile attitude, your hostile behavior pattern, your hostile action patterns. You've got to get, you got to live over them. You got to get beyond them. You got to control them. You can't let hostility be the basis of your life and to be the basis of what, how you relate to people. Change your lifestyle. Change it so that hostility is minimized or eliminated. You don't just say, I'm not going to be hostile anymore. You have to do something. You got to change the way you live. Got to change the way you think. Got to change the relationships. You got to change the way you treat people. You got to change the way people treat you and how you let them treat you. You got to have that kind of discipline where hostility is minimized and eliminated you know, from your life. Because here's the, here's the reason why. Hostility is one of the primary factors leading to heart attacks. One of the primary factors always said that if you have a heart problem, if you have heart disease of some kind, you're probably a hostile person. You've been a hostile person. You are a hostile person. You probably will be a hostile person. You've got to look at that hostility, what's driving it, what's in back of it, what's underneath it, what's creating that hostility. You've got to minimize that hostility because the heart disease responds to hostility. It's the tightness of the chest. It's the tightness of the heart muscles that hostility generates. And then you live that way. Now, if you're going to have coronary heart disease, there's a lot of factors that come to play. I mean, you have to kind of look at it from this way. Age is a factor. Coronary heart disease kicks in in those mid-ages, middle years of life. Hypertension, when your blood pressures are up. Your blood pressure is up, it's been up for a while. Heart disease is very likely, and it's related to hostility. The more hostile you are, the more likely you're going to have hypertension. Men more than women. If you have diabetes, yes, you're likely to contribute to a heart disease heart attack problem in your life. If you have family history of heart disease, you better watch for it. You better look for it. You better watch your own life. You can't perpetuate that family history. Many people do, however. If your cholesterol levels are up, your lipid levels are up, you better watch it because heart disease will set in and heart attacks are likely to occur. If you're smoking, you better stop. Just stop. That's a contributing factor to heart disease and heart attacks. And if you live a sedentary life, if you're just sitting around, you better get busy. You better start walking. You better start getting some kind of activity. Work in the yard, work in the garden, walk down the street, do a morning walk, 
You know, whatever you have to do, get your lifestyle to be active, not inactive. You see, these are problems for us in life. If we let hostility create a ill health circumstance, then we are more prone to Alzheimer's and we're more prone to dementia. But we're also more prone to some of the major illnesses such as heart disease, strokes and cancer, those kind of things. So I warn you, watch your heart and you can control your heart. You control the way your heart functions. You can control the level of healthiness of your heart by your lifestyle, by what you eat, the, the activity in which you engage, the people you associate with, the sleep that you get, the way that you control life in your, and don't let fear take over and don't let hostility take over in your life. See, you control some of those kind of factors and then you minimize the chance of you having a heart attack. If you minimize your hostility, your hostile attitudes, and your hostile behavior patterns, you increase your level of healthiness and decrease the chance of you having not only one heart attack, but two heart attacks. See, the research shows this. If you had one heart attack, you're likely to have a second. Very likely to have a second. Sometimes the second is worse than the first. But kind of watch for that. If you have a heart attack, if you have a heart problem, you have heart disease of some kind, and act up, it's very likely it's going to act up a second time. And the second time can be more devastating and more defeating than the first. So, hostility... You live a life of hostility that creates a heart attack. That if that heart if that hostility remains, you don't deal with it. You don't get rid of it. You don't minimize that. It's going to be a contributing factor to a second heart attack, and that's the one you don't want to have. So we sure we want to be afraid of heart attacks. We want to particularly be afraid of the second one. And if hostility creates the first one, hostility is going to create the second one, unless you do something about it unless you minimize how you live your life. Now, recently I did some uh, research in the area of death. I looked at the year 2020, and I looked at the year 2021. I wonder how many deaths were actually occurring in those particular years. And, you know, it's been pretty consistent. Let me show you what, what the deal is. In the year 2020, heart attacks that we now have just been talking about, the number one killer, 700,000. That's the number one killer in 2020, 700,000. So it's a big deal, and it's going to be a big deal. And that's increased a little bit in the year 2021. So we're on a rise there. So again, my point, watch your hostility reduce that hostility, and you'll help your own health. Okay, that's heart attacks, number one. Here's number two, cancer, 600,000 in the year 2020. And it went up a little bit in 2021. So it's on the increase, not decrease. That's number two, 600,000. That's the second most killer in America. Here's the third one. What do you think it is? COVID. COVID is the third. So, again, it's important for you to be healthy and to live healthy and to protect yourself and to make sure that you remain healthy because it's the third highest killer in America today. Heart attacks number one, cancer number two, and COVID number three. 
And here's the other point to remember. When it comes to COVID, make sure that you have set up some kind of a shield around you, outside. Shield yourself from other people, particularly people who might be at risk or vulnerable. But shield the inside your body as well. Feed it with vitamin D. Feed it with zinc. Feed it with fish oil. Feed it with vitamins. Okay? Make sure that your immune system is enhanced and improved by some of these kind of supplements. Exercise is certainly good. Good sleep is also very good. But be careful in the COVID. Have a shield around you and within you. And just make sure you know, that you have insight, that you understand COVID, that you understand what you're facing, you understand the risk level, you understand where you are at any given time, you understand the risk of the people you're with and you're exposed to. Be wise and handle that well. Okay, that's number two. Heart disease, cancer, and COVID. But what is the fourth killer in America? Abortion. 1,000 abortions per day in America. 365,000 in the year. So that's the number four killer in America. Heart disease, cancer, COVID, and abortion. That's how we die. That's why we die. And that's how we come to the point of death in our life. By having one of those four, all or all four, two of those four, whatever it might be, hanging around in our life and affecting our bodies and affecting our heart and helping bring us to the point of illness. And then that brings you to the point of death. So we got to be careful. We got to be respectful of our life and respectful of our health and respectful of the circumstances we're in and make sure that we are living as healthy as we possibly can. Overcome your fear, overcome your hostility. Big, big points because they contribute to these kinds of causes of death that I've just referred to. They're very contributory to heart disease. They contribute greatly to cancer. They contribute greatly to your immune system being weakened and then being vulnerable to COVID. So make sure your life is on the positive side. And if you're in the middle ages of 40 to 50, you are particularly vulnerable. Make sure you don't have any of these kind of diseases. Because if you do, then you're more likely to have a heart attack or some form of heart disease that you'll have to live with. So be careful, protect yourself, and be wise in how you live your life. Overcome fear, overcome your hostility. Very important. Hey, nice to have you with me today. I recommend that you take a look at my book, Achieving and Living a Healthy Lifestyle in a World of Stress. You get that from my office. You can get that from my website, www.booksbyhedberg.com, or you can get it from Amazon or Barnes & Noble. So just pick up that book, Achieving and Living, a healthy lifestyle in a world of stress. I leave you through a whole bunch of stress management ideas and concepts and uh, ways of living so that you can minimize the stress in your life and minimize these health problems that otherwise occur. Okay, bye for now and thanks for joining in. Mm-hmm.